Coming up on this episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show, I'm very pleased to have an amazing success story of the Savvy Sexy Social community. Amber Rose Smith of ClimbOutOfTheCubicle.com. She will be sharing all the things that she did to leave her job, start her business, and make plans to move out of the country to live her dream life. All that and so much more. Marketing isn't a department. It's a lifestyle. And it's time to start acting like it. You're listening to the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Real world advice from extraordinary professionals who who want you to build killer brand awareness as naturally as, well, well, being human. Ready to kill it? Here's your host, founder and face of SavvySexySocial.com, Amy Schmidauer. What's up, socials? Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show. How are you? Happy Friday. It's a beautiful day when it's a Friday. Am I right? Am I right? I am, again, just getting, getting a little settled back into the office after a trip to the East Coast out in New York for an awesome speaking event. I was actually very excited Uh, because I was speaking to a great little group of mom bloggers and uh, I was their keynote talking about video and how they can better utilize it. But also my friend Sarah Conley, who is a former Marketing Lifestyle Show guest, uh, was also speaking and she uh, and I got to hang out for a little bit. So it was a good time. Shout out to Sarah. Whoop, whoop. At Style It on Twitter. Go say hi to her. Uh, so yeah, happy to be home once again <sighs> for the time being, right? <laughs> it's the crazy life of a speaker, just trying to take advantage of the time that I have while people want it, which is so much fun. Hey, before we get started today, you know what I want to tell you, and that is that we have an amazing sponsor for the Marketing Lifestyle Show. And that is our good friends at AWeber. If you go to SavvySexySocial.com slash AWeber, A-W-E-B-E-R, you will see my smiling face on their website, a little video message from me. And they're actually offering their services, their email marketing platform to you for 60 days for free. If you don't have an email list or email marketing set up yet, or you're trying to find the right fit for uh, a, a company that can really take care of those email addresses that you are accumulating to grow your brand, I absolutely suggest that you check out AWeber. They're the only company that I trust with the email subscribers that want to know what's happening at SavvySexySocial.com. So AWeber is where it's at. SavvySexySocial.com slash AWeber. You'll get not only 60-day free trial, which obviously um, is very special to my group. They usually only do 30 days for free, but you'll also get their free getting started guide. All of that is available right there on that landing page. So go check it out. You'll be supporting the show. SavvySexySocial.com slash AWeber. And thank you so much for doing that. So I'm very excited about this episode because I've been meaning to get this person on for some time. 
And it's because she is an amazingly successful little personal brand, but also because she has been an avid follower and executor of the advice of SavvySexySocial.com. So I just hope that you'll take this as a little bit of a hint, a little bit of motivation on your end that when you work very hard and when you actually take the advice of the thought leaders that you surround yourself with and then let it be known, uh, it's a really good way to stroke somebody's ego. <laughs> um, honestly, actually, I learned this advice from Derek Halpern a long time ago at Blog World New York. And, you know, everybody wants to know, you know, how do we get the attention of somebody that we admire? And Amber knew how to do just that. And the advice is, hey, if you actually admire them, take their advice, get results, and then go back and report those results. And that's exactly what Amber did with me. Amber has left her full-time job, gotten new clients, and um, all because she has taken my courses. She came to my live event and she told me and she kept those communication lines open. And for somebody like myself who you know sits in their office every day and continues to plug and chug and continue to do the thing, um, hearing that people are actually getting results because they're actually saying it out loud. I know people are getting results, but getting to hear about it is really special and a really great way to be paid back in a way uh, for doing what I do. So I hope that you will keep that in mind. And I'm so, so pleased to have Amber Rose Smith on the show today so we can talk about what she has done to get to the point where she is now. She's actually going to be leaving the States in November to live in her uh, dream country and uh, run the business on a traveling lifestyle. And I'm so, so excited for her. So I really am very much more, even more excited to share that journey with you. So maybe you can take a few notes as well. So let's get right into it with my chat featuring Amber Rose Smith from climboutofthecubicle.com. I feel like I have been talking about this forever and that it is finally happening. I'm just so, so excited. Today on the Marketing Lifestyle Show, I am so pleased to have Amber Rose Smith. Amber is the coach and blogger behind Climb Out of the Cubicle, best name ever. She shows people that they are more than the words on their business card. Her fear of the default future has motivated her to quit her job and sell everything and become a traveling entrepreneur. I am so proud to say that Amber has been an avid social uh, of SavvySexySocial.com for a long time. And it is just a long time coming for me to have you on the show podcast video. I want to do everything with you, Amber, because you're such a success (laughs) story. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. You're like my online idol. So I feel like I'm talking with like my personal celebrity right now. So it's awesome. You're so sweet. It was so funny because I watched um, Amber attended Savvy Sexy Social Live Columbus, which was the first one ever. And I watched the testimonials back and you were like, "Um, I'm basically like meeting my vlogging idol. And I was like, oh my God. I was 
like, that's the nicest <laughs> thing anyone's ever said. Um, but I just want to talk about, first of all, what you're doing with Climb Out of the Cubicle, sort of like how you've, where you've been. And I love how you included in your bio this idea of the default future. I really want to kind of dive into that because it's clearly something that was a motivating um, issue uh, somewhere in your journey and probably a lot of other people's journeys that got you to where you are today to strive for a lifestyle um, where work is just a part of making everything work in your life. So let's talk first about the fact that you're based in DC right now. Right now, you, yes. you drove all the way to Columbus to come to my event, which I was like, ah! I did. <laughs> uh, but you're in DC. Tell me what you were doing in DC. Um, how climb out of the cubicle kind of started happening. Like, let's just get some context of where you got started. Perfect. So after, so I only graduated from college maybe like three years ago. I went to college as an adult. Um, so I graduated around 26, 27 and I immediately got a job in the government, which on paper seems really great, right? Like they can't fire you <laughs> and you know, you really don't have to work that hard if you want to yeah. be that type of stereotypical employee. All the holidays, um, all, the, <laughs> all holidays. the holidays, right. Um, so it was like the greatest thing ever. And everyone was like this, you are just set for life. This is perfect. And I was like, I mean, okay, they're the only one that offered me a job. So, <laughs> you know, I guess I'll take it. Um, well, then about two weeks in, I went to my boss and I was like, I'm bored. I need more work to do. Huh. And so she gave me more work to do. And then about two weeks later, I was like, I'm bored. And she, and she said, you really need to stop saying that. <laughs> um, this is the work that we have for you. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, okay. And I just went back to my cubicle, like, well, this is pretty terrible. Mm. Um, I had started blogging maybe like three months before I started this job. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make blogging like the thing that I do at work. <laughs> um, you know, cause I'm just so bored all day and I yeah. needed a creative outlet. I needed to like be with people. I'm so extroverted. And so blogging really became like my own outlet and, after about a couple of years of blogging, I was like, all right, I really need to get serious about this. I need to own my own domain. Um, I need to make this like really happen for myself or the default future is going to happen. And for me, the default future is, wow, I can't believe I've been here five years. Ooh. Where has the time gone? Yeah. Um, no, no, I've never had a promotion. No, I still sit in the same place. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. My coworkers are fine. Everything's fine. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is not my life. <sighs> this is not it. So it was a very gradual process. Um, it definitely wasn't something that just happened overnight. Well, it right. Because it's such natural. a huge mindset shift, right? That you're like, okay, this is, this is what happened. This is the job I got. This is a great job that everyone's saying that this is exactly what I was supposed to do. And now you're feeling these the emotions about something else entirely that this is not what your life is supposed to look like that that's not an overnight decision no and I definitely felt conflicted because you know how many people are unemployed mm -hmm. right like everyone's like you should be grateful yep. just be grateful that you have a job and I'm like well I, I am grateful right but I'm also really bored right and I'm not being challenged and I I really had the best coworkers in the whole world. Nicest people ever. If I met them on the street, I would want to be friends with them. So that was like the only thing that kept me going was that I worked with genuinely nice people. Right. But being there throughout the day was just awful. Oh my so gosh. So I was like, okay, I need to make a serious change in my life. And 
Um, you know what's so, so funny? I just made it happen. I love that you said that piece about everybody saying you you just got to be grateful because I think that there was such a time when I mean, and I also very fascinating to hear that you went to college as an adult, because I always say that if I was going to go back and take more classes and get more education, it would be money much better spent at this point in time, because I'm so focused on what my goals are, and I'm not just going to go. But specifically about that piece about you should just be grateful. There, There's such a mindset just uh, of, uh, I don't know, I don't even know if it's a generation. I don't even think it's the, that millennials want to be entrepreneurs. I think that that's definitely a trend that we're seeing, but I don't think it's a blanket statement. But there are certainly people who say, okay, I get out of high school, I go to college, I do this, I get this, and then I get this. For doing this, I get this. And it seems like it's a by default, but a lot of times it actually is not. And like you said, that was the job that was offered to you, so you took it. I mean, maybe there were other opportunities, maybe there weren't, it doesn't matter. So you're grateful. But just because you're grateful for an opportunity doesn't make you any less valuable. So for you to sit there and be bored because you're not being challenged and you put your time in and you're still not getting the advancements that you probably should so that your creativity and your mindset and just your abilities are not being fully taken advantage of by the company or the government entity, whatever it is, uh, your value just... I'm, I'm sure that kind of takes a hit even maybe on your confidence a little bit that it's not being utilized in the best way. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely felt like, I mean, I am not creative in the sense of like visually creative, you know, I can't draw. Ooh, me I, have either, girl. The, I have to buy what the mannequin is wearing. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to like pick out my own clothes. Oh, that's great. Um, but I knew that I had, like, I really love creative writing. Um, I really love speaking to people. So I had to like find my own ways to be creative that were kind of non-traditional, but gave me the challenge that I think that I was needing that I wasn't getting in my professional life. Yeah. So then when I found out that Google has this free blogging platform, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. You know, so I got on that and then you, you'll never believe this, Amy. So I get on this blogging platform. I start blogging. My sister's my only reader. And I was like, I cannot believe I'm the only blogger in the whole world. Like, <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. Other people should blog. Like, oh my this goodness. is so great. I can't believe that I've just discovered, you know, in like late 2011, like, yeah. I, I'm like about to set the world on fire. And then, <laughs> and then other people were like, no, no, there are bloggers out there. And I was like, no, no, there aren't. Tell me more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that was when Google Reader was still a thing. And uh, one of my, one of my coworkers was actually like, let me show you me that show there. You. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I, this is amazing. Like, I, can't awesome. believe, I can't believe there are other people that, you know, enjoy writing also, you know, that can have a creative outlet that doesn't look as traditional as painting with acrylic or, you know, sewing their own clothes or whatever. So it was really nice to kind of form my own creative outlet. And because my job only took maybe three hours a day, I really got to think about what I wanted to do and really figure that out for myself. And that was really great. Yeah. So was Climb Out of the Cubicle that first creative outlet for you or was it something different? No, first it was um, a blog on Blogger that was mostly my way of not going home at night. I didn't want to be someone who went to this really boring job 
and then went home and watched TV all night. Mm. So I started this blog as a way to get out and go explore DC and see what there is to do. And everything is free here. So why not go take advantage of all of it? That's so true. Yeah. So I started this blog as a way to like do something after work. And then I had a place to come report on it. And then my sister read it and thought it was great. And it was, it was amazing. Um, (laughs) And and the family was doing wonderful things all the time as recommended by the family. (laughs) So I actually love that. Yeah. So then I found a meetup of other bloggers. And once my coworker was like, no, there are other bloggers out there. I went on meetup and found like a networking group in my area. Um, and then I was like, I can't believe it's the five of us. Like (laughs) we should tell other people how great blogging is. And they were like, no, no, this (laughs) is the thing. It's not just us. So then they introduced me to blog her and I went to the conference blog her a few years ago. And, you know, and then I was like, wow, look at all these other bloggers and it's so great. And it just, yeah, it happened very slowly and very naturally, but in a way that really worked for me and in a way that really let my creativity shine through in a way that my professional life wasn't allowing. Yeah. Oh, I just, I love that. I, I love hearing that story. I mean, I think it's hysterical that you thought you were the only blogger <laughs> because that it's like, it's like, Oh, there's no competition. Right. So I'm just going to do what I love and put it out there. And then slowly, but surely it starts to grow. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that's kind of crazy. But I, I also just love hearing that people start something out of a uh, passion for just like having a bigger purpose than what their nine to five is. And I know that that's absolutely like basically the tagline of climb out of the cubicle, which is obviously a great progression, but you start something because you love it. And that's how I started with video. It was just me watching YouTube saying (laughs) these people are cool. I want to be cool too. So I'm going to start making video. Not that my life is anything to show off, but if I edit it properly, maybe it will come off like something cool. So that's really where it started. And then just fell in love with it. So I, I, I just love to hear that about you. So where do you go from, you know, basically being a, a meet DC blogger to, um, you can do this too. climb out of the cubicle, climb out of the cubicle has been around longer than you've actually been technically out of the cubicle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it all started because I went to this networking group and they mm-hmm. were like, you need to get off blogger. And oh. own your own domain. And, yeah. I was like, and I was like, no, I don't. That's crazy <laughs> talk. You know, and they were like, no, you need to you need to have your own space. And, you know, you have no idea where your blog is going to go. So you just want to own it's something. So good that someone told you that early on. Cause yeah, because I had no idea. So invested in an asset that they don't technically own and right. can't really creatively control. Right. So then I was like, OK, so I'll go to go get GoDaddy and buy Ambersmith.com. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you can guess, but that, <laughs> I was, that was gonna... taken. <laughs> um, I was just going to say like, wow, I don't, yeah. I don't even at that time, I really doubt it. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, well, what am I going to, you know, make my, call my blog? And they were like, no, it's not about what you're going to call your blog. It's about what you're going to name your brand. And I was like, oh, mm. right. Powerful. I don't, I don't know. And it took me, <laughs> it took me two or three months yeah. to, fi- to figure it out and, to find something that really resonated with me, but that was also catchy, you know, and people love alliteration. So that really worked out. Um, but yeah, it was a very slow progression. And then I finally, um, you know, I finally bought the domain, started the blog. And then I was like, man, I got to figure out how to use WordPress because I don't know how. Mm -hmm. So I spent many, many Saturday nights on my couch and my jam jams watching YouTube videos about plugins and, 
themes and making your pages different. And right. I mean, I just had no idea because blogger just did it for me, you know, and it was right. fine. And my sister liked it. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was very slow and very progressive. And then I had kind of a, an epiphany one day at work and well, not an epiphany, like, um, there was another girl in my office who was being put up for a promotion that she totally deserved. And I was really happy for her, but I was so like sad that that wasn't going to happen for me. Mm. And I went into my boss's office crying, like, this is, this is unfair. She shouldn't get this promotion, which she absolutely should have. But I really internalized it into, I'm upset that my career is not going in this direction. Um, and I went home that weekend and I just thought all weekend about what I wanted for myself and what I wanted to do. And that Monday morning at work, I, I bought an L or I got, I did the LLC mm. and I was like, I'm going to make this a business somehow. I don't know how, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I cannot let other people control my life or the default future is going to be my reality. And I'm going to wake up in five years from now and not even know how I got here. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's so tough. It's so tough when you have to sort of think about that and, and really look deep and say like, okay, what is the underlying issue here? And stop blaming everybody else. Cause you knew that, that, that was absolutely something that she should have had. Not that you didn't, but you're saying, okay, it's time for me to gain control over my life instead of saying that everybody else is going to tell me what's going to happen to it. Because the more I wait on other people to tell me what my life has in store, the less likely I'm really going to appreciate it anyway, because you didn't truly build it. So I love that that's what happened. I'm so curious now to find out how you found SavvySexySocial.com. I think I found you from Natalie Sisson. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I think she mentioned you at some point in one of her podcasts and I couldn't access YouTube um, on my government computer. Mm-hmm. So You probably you know. couldn't go to my website. No, either. no. <laughs> um, so I would just like, you know, so I made like a reminder in my iPhone as sure. I was listening to the podcast and I went home that night and like binge watched all of your videos oh. and then you created a product. I forget what it was called, but it taught how to edit video. Yeah. And Um, and I was like, Oh, maybe I should make video. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. So I bought your product and, um, and then I was like, man, now I got to pay for Adobe. Like, yeah, (laughs) you know, I'm on board now. Right. Um, so then I was like, okay, let me go buy Adobe. And I'm like $50. Like that's five trips to Panera every, (laughs) every month, you know, like, geez. Um, so I, I resisted a little bit. Um, but then I think I bought your product probably around November. Cause I think it was a five week, yeah, five week yeah. course. And I this think is it when ended... we did uh, zero to pro vlogger yes. it was on a set schedule. Yeah. 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 Um, One of the modules was editing. Yeah. Yes. And, um, yeah, I think it ended right before the holidays. So maybe I bought it late o- October or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I like, you know, watched all the video and then I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm, I'm going to buy Adobe. I'm going to buy a tripod. I'm going to like make this happen for myself. (laughs) Um, so I did. And then I, you know, watched your lesson over and over and over of how to edit video. And, you know, I mean, my videos aren't perfect, but they're fine for now. And now I make videos every Wednesday. 
So love it. I love it. And then you also came, like I said, came to Savvy Sexy Social Live in Columbus. I yes. mean, was that because you were like, I'm doing this now I'm going to go do it even better. Yeah, absolutely. So Columbus was in February or March. Yeah, February. I did yeah. it pretty early. Everything else was in April. Yeah. So I finished your course, like right around the holidays. And then I think you probably announced it mid January. And mm-hmm. I was And I try to go to one conference every year. Like last year I went to Blogger. This year I went to World Domination Summit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew I wanted to do some type of conference. And I was thinking about, you know, should I do Blogger again? Should I do something else? And then as soon as you sent out the email to Amy's lead, I was like, done. Done. (laughs) Purchasing. Um, I don't have any vacation time at work. I'll take a day with no pay. No problem. Um, But it was actually between Columbus and New York because I'm in D.C. So Mm -hmm. I think New York is actually closer but I think it was actually cheaper to drive, take the day off work, drive eight hours in a blizzard, stay at the Marriott, yeah. and then go to the event than it would have been to take Amtrak to New York and stay at a more expensive hotel. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so, and yeah. it was sooner, too. So you're like, you can like, oh, it's like it's coming. Right. It was, like, yeah, it was like basically right around the corner at that point. Yeah. And then it was like, and then it really solidified, you know, you're, you're, you've got to do it. Right. You know, like you got to buck up and do the work and stop making excuses. And if you want this, you say you do, you got to prove it to yourself. That's so cool. So what do you feel like? What do you, did you learn anything at the live event that maybe you didn't in any, any of the courses that you've taken from me? Yeah. So at the live event, we made a video. So we walked away with right. a product, which was awesome. Cool. And I think it really showed me that you can make a video right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the, with the, vi- with the digital course, I felt like I needed to have a tripod and then a camera and set up lighting and then make this production, you know, well, yeah. first you got to like shower and straighten your hair and put all this crap on your face <laughs> and then you make your video and then you start editing and it's like a whole day. Now I make like seven videos at once. So it's like literally my whole Saturday. Right. Um, but at your event, it was like, and you're going to make a video right now. So go out. Yeah. And yeah. Make a video. I, I love that you point that out because it that is a big obstacle between myself and the online consulting experience with an audience because there are so many barriers to entry and everybody has a different one for them or at least an order of of how high the wall is for them. A lot of people will speak to uh, equipment not being enough and not being good enough and that they need to have this and that and the next thing before they can get started. Other people are saying, I don't have a personality for a video. Well, it's like, okay, good, good, good. Okay, we have a lot of stuff to break down here. But the actual um, experience of being in front of somebody that's like, okay, guys, go take your smartphone out. Or if you brought your fancy camera, go set it up. It's time. And everybody just did. It was especially at the Columbus event because it was the first time that I've actually had that kind of power (laughs) where I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I walked out and you were in the little wine room. Somebody was holding the camera for you. And then I went upstairs and there were people vlogging all over the room, people who had never turned a camera on before. Everyone's like talking to their smartphone and other people are helping each other with their scripts. And it was like, this is so powerful. And that is usually the problem that you need the permission most of the time to just do it. Stop stopping yourself from doing it and allow it to just happen. You're being told to make a video, go do it right now. And then it's, oh, okay, I did it. And there were a lot of people even at the event 
um, maybe not a lot of people, but a couple that were saying like, uh, I may or may not do it, like whatever. And one person was sent there by like their employer and they're like, I'm just going to take these tips back to my employer because he, that's why they sent me. I'm like, why don't you, why don't you make a video? Like, why don't you prove you got the ROI on this thing? Why right. don't you make something and show them the possibilities? Cause you were here to experience the know-how to figure it out in the future. And even that person who wasn't planning on implementing anything that I had taught that day was like, this is so cool. I can't believe I did this. It's actually really good. And I want to do more of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that you brought that up and, and that it, it's okay to be told to just do it. And sometimes in person, it's just a little bit more powerful. Yeah. And I think it's given me the confidence to do that in my real life. You know, if I'm out and there's a situation, I'm like, this would be perfect material for climb out of the cubicle. Mm-hmm. I now feel that that permission has carried over yeah. and that I could just make a video right now. I mean, I've never done that, <laughs> but, um, I think about it all the time and I intentionally try to like make space on my phone. Um, that if that ever happened, I would have enough memory on my phone yeah. to, to even hold a video right. because I want that. I, you know, I want things on my website to be natural and real and really show my personality. And sometimes I think that me just sitting in a chair as a talking head, uh, doesn't always convey that. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm really trying to work on for myself. But I, I think that permission has definitely carried over because I did it, Mm -hmm. you know, I did it on the moment. Um, I didn't really have a script. I just talked and talked and talked. Um, everybody has their own strategy too. Yeah. You and I are very similar where we can just talk to a camera and just, yeah, whatever. Right. Um, I do like now when I make video, I do make notes mm-hmm. um, and I look at them every once in a while. But for the most part, I just talk and talk and talk. Love it. So, Love yeah. it. So you mentioned that you went to World Domination Summit this year. It was just like a couple days ago. How yes. did that? How was that? It was good. It was good. So it was in Portland. It's always in Portland. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I didn't want to climb or uh, fly all the way across the country just to be like in a conference hall for the weekend. So right. I actually flew out like four days before. And then I stayed two days later nice. to like, really like it was my first time to Portland. So I wanted to see the city. Um, I w- tried to climb Mount St. Helens and failed miserably, <laughs> but I, I tried, dang it. Um, but it was good. The conference was really good. It really showed me that there are people who are on your side, who get it, who yeah. don't judge you mm-hmm. and that they want you to lead a non-traditional life and they want you to excel at it. And I don't exactly have that type of support here in DC. You know, it's really all about your fancy suit and building your resume and making things look and sound as important as possible. And at world domination summit, it was about what are you contributing and how are you giving back to the world and do something for yourself. And when was the last time you had a personal development seminar and how are you growing and it's, it was so refreshing to be around people who wanted those things for me just because I wanted them for myself. Right. You know, the, the, the priority there all the way around is just well-being. And how are you positively affecting the world and therefore positively affecting yourself and not just letting life happen to you? I, I, it's absolutely an event that I've been wanting to get to for years and I just haven't. I'm a huge fan of Chris Gillibo and I think that what he does is absolutely amazing. I'm so glad to hear that you went to that. I, I want to close out by talking about 
what you're doing now. I mean, you've literally climbed out of the cubicle. You have big plans for yourself. You're making video and that's helping you make that happen. I I want everyone to know like what the adventure for Amber looks like in the future. Oh man, the adventure for Amber looks like in exactly four months from the day of recording, yeah. I will have sold everything that I own, moved into a backpack and flown to Southeast Asia to live and work and play and explore and eat and <laughs> see what life is all about in a part of the world that I've never been to. Oh my gosh, so, it's so yeah. exciting. It, it is exciting. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I have no idea if this is the right decision. I have no idea about <laughs> anything, but I know that I have to do something. And, you know, my default future is going to catch up to me if I don't make something happen for myself. So this is what I've decided to do. And um, I just want to travel for about a year. Um, I want to see a few countries. I want to live there. I want to rent an apartment and stay in each place for about three months mm-hmm. um, and really experience things and live the culture. And, you know, then I'll move back to the States probably and, <laughs> you know, see where life takes me from there. Um, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of homeless. You know, I don't really I don't have any family in D.C. So okay. there's no real reason to come back to D.C. I grew up in Kansas City. I don't know that I would ever go back to Kansas City, but there's a, I mean, I've never lived on the West Coast. Um, I would love to live there, um, but snow is also really important to me. Winter is my favorite season, and I think living in a tropical climate for a year will really make me miss snow, so I wonder if I'll move somewhere where it snows more than it doesn't. Mm. Um, So I'm just, you know, I'm going to try it and see and make the most of it and then come back and see what happens from there. I love it. Amber, I'm so damn happy for you. I just, I love to hear your story every time and it just gets better and better all the time. I want everybody to go check out climboutofthecubicle.com specifically slash challenge. Amber has this great little free course over there about getting out of your comfort zone. So if you're thinking about maybe looking at your life a little bit differently and hopefully uh, living a more successful and fulfilling marketing lifestyle, I think Amber is going to be able to give you some good tips on that. So go check out climboutofthecubicle.com slash challenge and all her social links and stuff are over there as well. And I'll post them in the show notes. Amber, thank you so much for being on the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Thank you so much. My online idol, it's amazing. (laughs) You're the best. That's all for today's socials. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Make sure you go check out all those details about Amber and her journey and how you can learn more about getting outside your comfort zone. It's all in the show notes at SavvySexySocial.com and also visit her at ClimbOutOfTheCubicle.com. Thank you so much to A. Weber for sponsoring this episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Get more details about getting started with email and getting 60 days of the platform for free just because you're cool and hang out with me by going to SavvySexySocial.com slash AWeber. I will be back with your Monday muse on Monday. See you then.